Well, hello. Um, oh, I don't, I don't know if I stand behind how I just started that. Um, so I know I say this maybe frequently, but I do think you should watch this movie before you listen to our conversation about it. Um, the movie is called Tread this week. And um, here's the thing about it that I didn't realize when we were having the conversation. Um, it's not super easily accessible anywhere. It's like not, a, it's not free on a streaming service right now. It's pretty new. So I'm sure it's going to get there. Um, but it's not there yet. Uh, however, you can totally rent it on um, YouTube. <laughs> I should look this up right now. I'm looking, I'm looking it up right now. And I know that I should have done that before I did this. But um you know, we don't always get what we want. Yeah, so you can watch it on YouTube um, for four four big bucks. Four big bucks is how I, I decided I'd say that. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's a great, great, great movie. And uh, I really recommend it. And um, yeah, YouTube, Amazon, you know, one of those, you can rent it and it, it's good. Um if you really have trouble finding it, you can tweet at Rivers Langley and he'll, you know, lend you a helping hand. Um, don't tweet at me. I will not. Um, <laughs> but Rivers will because he is a nicer person than me and Luke. Okay, so enjoy this. Enjoy your day. I hope you're safe and COVID free. And um, yeah, enjoy the podcast. Oh, whoops. I do have one more thing to say. Um, we immediately say in this episode that we're amazed that this happened consecutive weeks um, that we did a record. But then I, Monica Scott, fucked up and didn't post this for two weeks. So I'm so sorry. Um, we are capable of recording two weeks in a row, but I am not capable of pushing five buttons online two weeks in a row. And I'm hoping you guys accept me that way. Um, okay, enjoy this episode. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. Episodes, consecutive weeks. What is this? Uh-oh. <laughs> kind of it, overachievers, are we? It only took us 180 <laughs> days to realize we could do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It only took us knowing Luke is going to move out of the house. To- That's true. <laughs> yeah, Luke's leaving the pod, uh-huh. the 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 quarantine pod, not this pod. The quarantine pod. <laughs> yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll he'll never be able to leave. He this can't podcast. escape. Yep. Cannot escape. I'll be on my fucking deathbed he, four years from now. He's been welded in. This. It's been four wel- years. Yeah. Hey, that's 35, you know? That is my current age. <laughs> um, well, you know, let's dive right in. Dear I'll Lord. To what, did, what did you learn with Luke and Monica? I'm Monica Scott. Uh, oh shit! I didn't. Pre- I could just kind of freestyle scat. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hang on, we got this. <laughs> a 
Am I supposed to be singing? Yeah, I thought you were going to freestyle scat. Oh! <laughs> Aren't you an <Wow>. improv? <laughs> <laughs> Should we restart the bit now that we have no momentum? Uh-huh. Okay. No, I think that, I think that it's good. Yeah, I mean, it would be even more painful to now revisit it, which I think is the point of the bit. Uh-huh. Is for it to be as horrible and unpleasant as possible. Yeah, now I got a pick, too, so. Okay. Right. Oh, God. Right. This well, is going to we should, we should get some fucking more, suck. Some more killdozer type be uh, some some minor chords happening here though. Skippity bop bop a doo bop bop. It's skippity bop. They called him Marv. The killdozer. So musical improv wasn't your thing. That, that wasn't the flavor you did. I'm sorry, you just witnessed it, so I'm not sure exactly what you're asking here. <laughs> okay, well, that's Luke. Um, and, and on guitar, we have Rivers Langley. <laughs> Look, sometimes... Sometimes reasonable men must become unreasonable. Wow, yes. Um, uh, this episode the, is about to become a manifesto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A two and a half hour manifesto that I listened to all of. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Whole damn so, thing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, we did the movie Tread this week. Yeah. And, um, Tread, it, a new movie, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's like brand new. Is it on Netflix? When I googled it, it seemed to there was like references to Netflix, but I didn't see it on Netflix. It, th- so. This is gonna be, I think, w- it's not on Netflix, but when it hits Netflix, it'll be a fucking thing. Like, yeah, it, yeah. it, it has. He's you know, it's he's not as outlandish as Joe Exotic, but his ideas are so uh, you know, uh, uh, or at least his you know his deep well of hatred. Uh, is is so uh, similar? Yeah, totally. Um, and it, 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 I, I don't know how I feel about the movie. I, because yeah. it, 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 it feels um, there is like a a, a timeliness to it a little in oh. a few ways to uh-huh. me. Oh, there's a direct timeliness to it. Uh, what do you mean by that? Like the 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 guy who killed the cops up in uh, up in Northern California. Christopher Garner? The, um, no, no, no. no, no, Carrillo, uh, I think is his name. Um, let's see. Oh, is this more recent than yeah, No, this oh, literally like... just happened. Oh. Uh, this guy killed killed a sheriff's deputy and then injured another, and then they shot him, and he was kind of ducking behind his car, and before they took him into custody, he wrote, uh, uh, kill, uh, like, uh, destroyed the, or like, in the duopoly, uh, Boog, uh, short for Boogaloo. Uh, oh, Boogaloo. Yeah, Great. and also he wrote the phrase "I became unreasonable," uh, because that has oh. that has be- that. Well, that's what kind of led me down the rabbit hole with this thing, and kind of why I wanted to talk about it is because uh, that has become a slogan of the uh, Civil War II electric Boogaloo, uh, you know, fucking all mm-hmm. right, uh, alt fash, whatever you want to call it, movement. Uh, they, do you know Luke? Do you know what Boogaloo is? No, I do not. Rivers, do you want to explain it? I think you're going to explain it better than me. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's a it's sort of a subgenre of the alt right yeah. uh, that is sort of pushing for some sort of flashpoint, some sort of 
uh, thing to ins- uh, to start uh, Civil War II, like a race war, essentially. Okay. So, like, this guy killed a, bu- killed a cop hoping that yeah. the white... Okay, the I white- do remember that news story. Yeah, oh. and he was hoping that the white people would be like, oh my god, they're killing cops, and then it would start... You know, it's very, like, it's helter-skelter, essentially. It's like, it's okay... The blue guys yeah. don't really understand a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No, they're... <clears throat> well, it's, you know, it's something that we've been talking about on uh, uh, the podcast the other the, the other podcast guys yes okay yeah because basically yeah, yes okay yeah because it started <laughs> the off igloo flag right okay. yeah so i mean I, i've i've gone down the whole rabbit hole with this because i i'm i'm endlessly fascinated uh mainly because i'm uh like marv Hemeyer, i also have a deep well of contempt for the boogaloo people as a person who at one point in my life wore a lot of hawaiian shirts and the fact that they've taken away <laughs> they've taken away my option to get fat and wear hawaiian shirts again fuck sure. y'all Fuck yeah, y'all. Your culture is not a costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So uh, basically, it, because they're the most uncreative people in the world, this thing started off where it was like, oh, we're, we want the Civil War II. And then somebody said, Civil War II electric boogaloo. <laughs> And yeah, then that the, the most basic Family Guy ass joke. Sure, yes, yes, yeah. And then that got result <laughs> that got uh, you know kind of boiled down to just uh, boogaloo or boog. But what happened was all of these people kept getting banned from uh, various like web groups and you know message boards and shit for being uh, you know Nazis. And <laughs> so they kept having to change the name. So instead of being boogaloo, they changed their name to Big Igloo. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is where you get the igloo, what, the igloo on the flag, right? And then once uh, the mods sort of caught on to big igloo, they changed it to big luau, hence the Hawaiian shirts. Oh my god! So now you will see their flag, which is a sort of a, a Black Lives Matter esque flag, except instead of a blue, or I'm sorry, a blue Lives Matter esque flag, yeah. Except instead of a blue stripe through the middle, it'll be a red floral pattern, like a Hawaiian shirt. And then instead of stars on, on the on the field there, it's an igloo with a palm tree. Oh my god! This really is like a group of uncles with the dumbest inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> Dude, it's it's twenty five year olds trying to be fifty so yeah. hard. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, this was just very enjoyable to watch, Luke. Watch the lights drain out of your eyes as you heard it. I assume you would enjoy watching the life drain out of my eyes under any circumstances. Yeah, Um, Yeah, but it is. I mean, they are such a despicable group that I I think are becoming people are more aware of them. But not it's not as prominent as like other sort of, you know, it seems like this this cop killing thing was intended to be sort of like a false flag type operation like charles manson like it's like helter skelter kind of a thing why write boog then then everyone knows well because i don't know (laughs) then he's i guess i don't know (laughs) that's a good point well that's the thing he's like i mean a lot of these guys they're not smart (laughs) yeah from what i understand it's like they they want this to happen but they also like really need their pals to know that they should get the credit for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's like, you know, if you wanted to carry out a real um, horrible operation like that, I think you are not allowed to like, uh, what's the wrestling term? Break, uh, Break kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah, it is. You essentially... Yeah can't do that right yeah <laughs> otherwise everyone's like okay <laughs> no <laughs> yeah right in order to like actually accomplish his goal he would need to like 
pretend to be BLM or something. Right. But yeah. He can't bring himself to do that. I, I guess not. But, or he's too yeah. fucking dumb. Yeah. But so when they say, what is the phrase? I, I became unreasonable. Um, oh. Did that originate <laughs> from the the tread guy yes it, it actually it, okay. it, it originated uh i've i've actually uh let's see i've got the quote uh the exact quote from the manifesto is uh this is marv uh i was always willing to be reasonable until i had to become unreasonable mm. and, and so then they took they took from that i became unreasonable which is yeah, yeah so uh they, lo- they love to bastardize a quote it's like yeah, one of their favorite things to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So just a little fun, you know, boogaloo background information for when we talk about the rest of this. Um, well, that, that's the thing is like this movie comes out at the beginning of the year, you know, and obviously they couldn't they couldn't have anticipated that that particular incident. But I, uh, I, or did they? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's like they took no opportunity to talk about what happened later online with this guy uh, because he's yeah. he's essentially like a folk hero. Like by right. by the act of you know spoilers by the act of him killing himself, he never had to go to court. He never had right. all. So he got he won essentially in the end, right? He got his you know his manifesto he got to public. Do his righteous thing. He did his thing, and now people. What is really at its heart a kind of boring story about bureaucracy and like personal property rights and vendetta, just like yeah. small town bullshit, can now be read as this like greater you know microcosm for like government oppression. When it's really it's just like I don't know. It just seems like everybody should just chill for a minute and. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Were you guys aware of this story before the this? Uh, like, did you know it when it came out? I don't really I remember didn't. it when it came out, no. Yeah, I, I mean, 2004. Who knows what I was doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I, looked, I looked it up what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> I went back. <laughs> I went oh, back yeah. and you're you're an archi- archivist. I went back and cruised my blog, and uh, I was. Uh, when was this? June two thousand four. June fourth, two thousand four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had just graduated high school. Uh, I was about to go to Bonnaroo, uh, <gasps> and so I was getting really ready for that. But here's the reason nobody knows about this story is because Reagan died like forty eight hours later. Yeah. Yeah. And Which so, I can't imagine caring about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, no, well, no, but I mean, just as far as a new, like, you know, but I yeah. remember that news story. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What was essentially what was essentially the, just like a wacky like news story? Like, oh, it was crazy. This bulldozer guy, and that just got completely subsumed by Reagan. Um. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and also the news, the way the news operated then feels like it was a lot different than now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it was still the Facebook at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know that I had a MySpace yet. Oh, I'm, I must have. That was uh, the last year of MySpace, I, I think. believe I had a Zanga <laughs> yeah. in 2004. Ooh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're, you're so alt. <laughs> I remember when Fred, Fred Durst got on Zanga. That was a big deal. I don't know. I, I was was Zanga alt in two thousand four. Like I feel like it was pretty big, I mean, wasn't it? Uh, you know, I was I was a little older, a little more refined. We okay. used a live journal, sir, okay. or a blogger. <laughs> All right, you know what? I was 
15 years old, I had just gotten my driver's license. Hell yeah. Because in North Dakota, you can get your license when you're 14. What? Yeah. Holy That's shit. That's too young. Yeah. What? You can, oh get your, you can get your permit like on your 14th birthday, and then you can get your license six months later. So I got mine when I was 15. Whoa. What, what, why, so, why do they do that? Yeah. <laughs> why so young? So you can start working somewhere uh, <laughs> yeah we're just really big on child labor is what it is yeah. um well i, mean, I guess I, the road there's like less shit everywhere there's less there things is. to hit i mean you yeah. can you can drive much younger than that if you live on a farm right right um so yeah. i don't know if it's some kind of like residual thing from like getting your license to drive stuff on a farm that just like yeah. extended to the whole state that it's like two years younger or or what the deal is but <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I started driving when I was fourteen. Damn, got my, li- got my license that summer. I'd probably just gotten my license when this guy went on his killdozer thing. Wow, yeah, That's it's crazy. connected. <laughs> Maybe I, seems like no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly didn't find out about this story until you know it's been less than ten years for sure. Yeah, like I, it yeah. just uh, that. I mean, that summer I was truly not doing anything. Uh, that was you know. <laughs> <laughs> I loved I loved yeah. that summer. I think about that summer all the time. But uh, one of our, what probably we're all our dumbest we could have been, just uh, like yep. not worried about the world, oh, having yeah. a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Rivers, did you look at any of the like online communities that talk positively about this guy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I looked at everything. <laughs> what kinda, a- yeah. I, you know what? I, I assumed. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It's uh. It's weird, yeah, because like I said, man, th- this this movie makes no attempt to even talk about the larger kind of cultural influence of him. But like I said, he's essentially this blank canvas that the alt-right can kind of paint whatever they want to onto him. But when you read up about Marv himself, Marv seems painfully fucking normal. Like, yeah, uh, like Marv is just a guy who in his own mind, right, you know, right or wrong, got pushed too far. And you you mentioned, you know, you brought up the specter of Dorner uh, and it sort right. of seems because when you read the door, I'm big on manifestos for everybody <laughs> listening. I love a manifesto. Uh, it did. I, I feel like I was thinking, I mean, it, it, it's it's not quite a parallel really um, with Dorner, but it did. I I just felt myself thinking about it there, as I was watching this. I mean, they're they're both kind of just these like normie guys, and you read yeah. and you read their manifestos, and or you listen to it in Marv's case, and at a certain point, you're like, like I mean, especially uh, especially with Dorner, Christopher Dorner, you you read his manifesto, and you're like. You're totally with him right up to the point where he's just like, and therefore I must kill. And you're like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> yeah. Huh? And so, I mean, goddamn, I'll say it. Same with the fucking Unabomber. Like, you, right. can, you can read it. You're like, I mean, he makes some good points. And then he's just like, and therefore <laughs> I must have my revenge. You're like, no, what? <laughs> no. And, Come on. And with Marv, you listen to his tape and it's way more boring than those two. Because, you know, uh, uh, the Unabomber. Because his problems were boring. Because his problems were uh-huh. boring as hell, you know? <laughs> and, but you're like. 
because Dorner is like a cop. Like he saw a bunch of action. His whole thing is like, yeah. you know, I saw my I saw my partner do something fucked up. I reported them and they fired me. And then here's you know twelve pages of things that I saw personally in the LAPD that yeah. were that were horrifying. You know, and and then here are my grievances. And then also here's my thoughts on the Hangover series and Louis C.K. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously? Oh, do you have you not read the Dorner manifesto? No, I've never read any on. manifestos. You gotta Does read the manifestos. The the Dave Chappelle special that came out where he he sort of talks about how Dorner talks about Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, the the one that just came out, the uh yeah. the uh what 846. Eight, yeah, 846. Oh, he, no, I haven't watched that one. So like in the special or in the in the manifesto, Dorner has like a whole section about comedy. Where he's like, he's like, yo, you should, he's like, yo, Zach Galifianakis, I love you, but you should not have made a hangover, uh, two. I, I hope. Still making valid points. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he's like, yo, you know, like, he's like, Louis C.K., Dave Chappelle, y'all are the best of all time. This is before. Let's not sure, cancel yes, Christopher yes. Dorner. He didn't know. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would never. Yeah. <laughs> but you read that and you're, and he's like, I love Family Guy. I love the simpsons and you're like he's just this fucking normal yeah. guy what happened and with marv it's it's similar because he's just a guy who like he just wanted to go snowmobiling and and have a muffler shop yeah <laughs> you know yeah i do his his desires in life are the ones that he at least that everyone sort of like describes mm-hmm. for him uh are very sweet and innocent <laughs> yeah but it is these like i mean both stories are like men who um, sort of wanted to be rule followers and s- system participators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who I don't think, like, both stories seem to be like they didn't question it at all, and they were just like, "Cool, so this is I'll just do this, and um, things work out because that's how it works because that's what the system is for." And yeah. then the second it didn't work, they were like. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to kill everybody. I don't know. Right. That's exactly what this is. It's, you know. So it, it helps to be raised with a little bit of suspicion. <laughs> That's. Because. <laughs> Because now you're like, yeah, it doesn't work. God damn. I think, <laughs> man, I think you you hit that square on the head. That is exactly right. Raise your kids with a little bit of suspicion. That's what it is. Because, like, it is like, you know, for, I think, I, I mean, I would have to imagine psychologically for like a grown man to like lose his innocence because the system doesn't work and he's in his 50s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like that ruins a brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh I mean it's it's a very, you know, it's a very keyed up version I suppose of raising your kids super Christian and as soon as they get to college they are just like shit-faced all the time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. you've you've bottled that up except in this case it's you know, it's it's some expectation that the system is fair and, and yeah. all this stuff, but it's it's funny cuz there's so many characters in this documentary, Marv included, that are given outs constantly there's there were a hundred different chances for this not to happen and no one no one took it like they could have bought marv out marv could have uh you know taken the money and gone he had another home in another town he didn't necessarily even like this town like it's and then uh, you know on the other side it's like they were actively fucking with that man 
Like, yeah. So it is. It's interesting that this documentary, I feel like, is one of the more objective ones I've seen. We've watched for yeah. this podcast, right? Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't. It doesn't really seem to have a perspective uh, either way. It's just like, here's what happened. Here's what they said. Here's what he said. Do it. Do whatever you want with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it, it, and I appreciate that. Um, but I, I, so the truth feels like it lands somewhere in the middle. Like, I mean, Marv really does believe that like everyone is out to get him in a way that feels familiar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also like, I don't have the experience of living in a small town. Like I've never done that. I don't know what that's like, but I would have to imagine that like the guys from the family who's been there a long time, they have to suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. they have to like bully a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, I have to imagine he did get needled. Like those guys flat out deny they did anything, which yeah, is absurd yeah. to me. Which, mm-hmm. which the, the actual like documents d- completely contradict what, what their side of that is. Cause I think you're right. It does land somewhere in the middle of like the, like, uh, 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 Dochet, the original guy that he Do-chef. was, or Dochef, yeah, yeah, the guy, the original Clay, Clay or whatever, Cody, Cody, okay, yeah, Cody Dochef, the guy that he's originally uh, trying to, you know, that he bought the property from the auction on. I mean, the rest of that, well, movie, he, he outbid him for huh? it. It was somebody well, else. He outbid him for it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy, I mean, he won the auction. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and but there, there is ample. You know, there is there is ample paperwork and and documents and stuff to suggest that pretty much everything he did from that point was specifically antagonistic towards Marv. You know, yeah. So you know, Marv is the guy who thought everybody was against him. But the truth is, it's like you don't actually need everybody to be against you. If one or two people with enough power are against you, which I believe in this case they were, that's enough yeah. to make it feel like everybody is against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even like. I mean, if one or two people are against you and they're going out of their way to fuck with you, it doesn't matter how many friends you have that are commiserating with you about it. Like, yeah. it's just it, it tunnels your vision, like anger just in general tunnels your vision in oh, yeah. such a way, Yeah, which I feel like is, I guess, feels like what this movie is about more than anything is like how much anger fucks with your perspective of like what's yeah. actually happening because he like after they sort of set the stage for like here are the wrongs he he is perceiving to happen he immediately loses all connection with reality yes <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> he's like yeah and so i guess i have to just move in the shed and <laughs> <laughs> the bulldozer's dimensions are exactly that of this bay door. Therefore, God wants me to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it It's crazy how quickly he like, and I mean, this is, I mean, I experienced, I experienced like anger today because I looked at my Twitter mentions trying to find someone. And I saw that three weeks ago, some guy tweeted bad take at me. Uh-huh. And I thought, of, and it, <laughs> for like two hours i was like i got I, I don't know what i'm gonna do about this <laughs> it, was like, it happened three weeks ago and i didn't see it when it yeah. happened but i was like i mean people can't do this people cannot just say bad take to you that's not okay 
so and then like, so I I do know, I know a little bit about anger fucking with your <laughs> perception. <laughs> I'm still mad at this guy saying and that right now. Gave what me a barrel rush of is rage. he in right now? In what river? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, I really was so mad. He is like, he's like a teacher. He is like educator in yeah. his bio. And I was like, you're an educator and you think I had a bad take and you just, that's all you said to me. <laughs> I was like having this fight in my head, which is psychotic, but that's what the internet does. And, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I have to imagine Marv was doing some version of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, having fights in his head with every single person he made eye contact with in town. Yeah. Oh, actively. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, a quick aside. I love his fishing buddy, uh, the the <laughs> baker. The, yeah. The guy. Because uh, I listened to some other podcast too, and now I I listened to that, and now I can't remember which I heard on which. But there was sure. one where they were talking to that guy. It's the guy he goes fishing with, and he just tells him straight up. He's just like. Well, you know, I'm uh, probably gonna bulldozer the town, <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, well, I didn't think he was serious. <laughs> which which one was that? Was that the kind of younger guy who was yeah, like on his side? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said that Marv was like, uh, he felt like he was like an older brother, like a uh, okay, figure yeah. or something to him, and they would go snowmobiling and they would go fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was okay. some interview where I was listening to. Him, he was talking about. He's like, oh yeah, me and Marv became fast friends. He used to come down to my bakery and I make the best French bread you ever had. And if you put a little <laughs> butter on it. It, mm, even better and <laughs> i love that <laughs> that does sound very good though <laughs> he's like but he's like and marv loved my green chilies but he really loved my new england clam chowder Aww. Uh, <laughs> but then they became friends and he's the guy that marv just told him straight up like they went deep sea fishing you know and he told him he was just like he's like ah you know uh probably just uh you know i want to just get a bulldozer and just run over the town <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like i mean i couldn't have imagined that he was being serious and i'm like hey man if someone's that specific i mean that is it's there's two things here one is that it does sound like one of those kind of just hyperbolic statements that somebody yeah. might toss off the other thing is when he shows up with a massive fucking bulldozer <laughs> he's that got, there's yeah. no use for <laughs> right right it's like well maybe there's something happening here yeah 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 and he moves into a warehouse with it yeah like oh, like it's weird that none of the friends in the story question like hey why do you live why do you not live in your house anymore well, well that, that's the thing that's the thing his house is not in that town his house is in grand lake uh yeah. his store is in granby and what happened was and i i, I Again, I've listened to I've listened to the manifesto. I've listened to like three podcasts, and I've watched this movie, so I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't remember where I heard, where I heard this. But this is your Joker. It really is. Yeah, I've, I've You've been, been Marv pilled. I've been Marv pilled. I've been killed. Those pill. Yeah, kill pilled. Uh, but uh, there was basically he made it seem like for the months and months that he was building the killdozer, he actually uh, did not leave the house or did not leave the shed. He tried to make it seem like he, the shed was uh, like he was out of town because uh, so this was essentially like a cartoon where you hear a bunch of like 
saws and hammers and then you look at the shed and it stops and then yeah. you look away and it starts again well because literally he would wait all day until six o'clock when the yeah. when the concrete yeah. people went home and then he would i remember that oh yeah the dozer through the, the night like the garbage company that was like renting his lot to park trucks and yeah. stuff and they go home yeah, yeah. they yeah. bought his lot oh, yeah 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 they bought his lot and he, he was, was like renting, renting it from them little yeah. Shed. yeah yeah because yeah. that that shed uh i don't know if they said this in the documentary but the shed the reason he initially built it was for boat storage uh because in colorado you know if you have a boat you can't keep it you can't keep it on the lake in the winter so that's what it was built for originally um but yeah he was just living in there and not leaving at all but he was trying to make it seem like there was nobody there Mm -hmm. Uh, i wonder what he ate oh god who knows well i mean i guess he had to have left but he probably did it you know in the middle of the night uh yeah also i love the scene in the movie where there was like the inspector that had to come (laughs) <laughs> had to come and he had the, the killdozer underneath a big tarp and what did he tell him it was like uh, uh it was like some kind of like, i didn't understand what he told him <laughs> there was uh, i just know that he was like i lied and they believed it yeah <laughs> therefore god wants me to bulldoze the town yeah yeah also i loved uh how he used uh their own concrete when he made the armor uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do like that. He used the concrete. I do for- think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to like here. I'm not gonna lie. It's you know, it is weird. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is like a hard one. I don't love it. Right. I, yeah. I don't. I don't love what happened here. But yeah. I, there are definitely a lot of elements that I'm like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's okay. watching a man apart on repeat for months. Yeah, at a time. Oh, that was That's such a very funny, funny. That would drive anyone insane. Yeah. <laughs> the movie A Man Apart is your only friend. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was Vin Diesel's so long to his hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Uh, this is I I, I It's never, okay, maybe this is, I just don't have that much experience with, like, this type of equipment and this type of, like, uh, I don't know, uh, professional landscape. When I hear that he buys a bulldozer that doesn't, bulldozer is not, like, a word that strikes fear into my heart. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I knew to be scared (laughs) Yeah. When he buys the bulldozer, I'm like, okay, so. <laughs> so wait, when when you were watch, did did you you didn't know anything going in at all? Nothing. Oh, that's so nothing. cool. God, yeah. I wish I. Mean, I, kn- I <laughs> oh my god. I, I like they kind of show stuff in the very beginning. Like it opens with like a nine one one call, and like there's like a little bit of the footage, but I didn't really understand. <laughs> Where yeah. this was going, uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that he demolished the like, town. The, yeah, the specific buildings in the town he felt wronged by. Oh, yeah. the the baker that I was talking about that he go, the southern guy that he go, went deep sea fishing. He there was some interview he was given where he was just like he was like uh, he was like, well, I went to my wood pile to get the rifle. And uh, and I looked through my scope and I saw the thing and I just immediately started running. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I got up on the hill and I just watched Marv destroy the store next to mine, go out into the street, drive around my truck and my store, and then destroy the store next door. <laughs> yeah, he had a plan. He Hell was yeah. doing something. It <laughs> yeah. was only for the people he felt wrong by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's that, like, uh, you know, that's that, like, hyper normal thing of he he's just such a normal man where he's just like, well, yeah. it's these specific five people. And if they could get there just, then the world would be right, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's just going down a list. Yeah. <laughs> Which he left in the store, like, in the shop, by the way. So that's how they knew where he was going. Uh, <laughs> so, like, that's how they got everybody out of all the places because they're like, oh, he's going to the Thompson residence next. Because they just found the list, you know. <laughs> if he's like, oh, fuck, I forgot he is to get back on the highway the other direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, when he moves that earth scraper, incredible. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, really, all the footage of this happening is really insane to yeah. see. Like, to see buildings, uh, I don't know. Just be useless. Yeah. yeah. Just get leveled. against. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I guess I I hadn't fully appreciated how much more powerful this was than every other piece of huge like equipment that oh, yeah. anyone had. Oh yeah, in the kind of town where it seems like a lot of people have heavy equipment. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the whole town <laughs> is nothing but heavy equipment, and no one yeah. can touch this thing. Yeah, um, I mean, like when they had the idea to try to like jam up the tracks and it didn't work. Oh, that was I, hilarious. That, and it, all, it was also like, it seems like if they had just taken another run at it with something else, maybe it could have worked, like with an explosive. Well, the thing, I'm basing this off of <laughs> no. Saving Private Ryan sticking sticky bombs on the, right, right. the treads of tanks, and it's like, well, then it occurred to me later, it's like, no, maybe they didn't have well, sticky they, bombs. They, they mentioned at one point that during the, you know, the, the rampage, uh, somebody, uh, tr- they tried to get a hold of somebody at the Air Force to bring in Apache helicopters to shoot Hellfire missiles at the thing. That was insane. That was one of their solutions. (laughs) And I was like, my thing was, you know, with a bit of coordination, I don't know if this would work, but in my head, it seems, you know, like better than nothing. You got a whole cement factory right there. Fill up the cement trucks with cement and then put like three of them in front of them. Put put three of them in front of them just, you know, because at least Mm -hmm. that that would stop the forward motion. Then if you back some behind it, I don't know. There's, it seems like they're, you know, with a little more, and not that you could really. What we're saying is we could have done it. What I'm saying (laughs) is I could have stopped the killdozer. (laughs) I have the ability to stop the killdozer. I mean, we're we're the Quint in this equation. (laughs) If this is a Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is kind of like, we're just not, you're just not going to stop this. No. Like, even, no. it's just like, sort of interesting, just interesting and timely to see a documentary where um, the cops are absolutely useless 100% yep. of this. And, and not, not just the cops, but also the good guys with a gun. Yeah, every you know? every every version of like this is why we need this in society is like <laughs> it doesn't work. If someone's <laughs> determined to do something, they're gonna do it. <laughs> my my favorite was when the guy rolls up with like the fifty cal and he's just like, "Hey, check it out! Look what I got!" And the and the guy picks up the fifty cal and starts shooting at it, and it just does nothing. nothing. And he's just like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" And then yeah, I think they ran his car over. I do like when the guy jumps on and rides it for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then tries to throw flashbangs into into the muffler, into the exhaust. <laughs> yeah, which those don't flashbangs just are loud. Yeah, pretty <laughs> it's much. Like, yeah. It's just like who 
what did you think? I can't. I, that, that seems this seems objectively stupid. To me. <laughs> I'm going to throw this loud thing in there. I think it's he's probably scared of sounds. I can't yeah. believe that I flash banged a bulldozer and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I love that he had his own little air conditioning unit inside the thing. Yeah. So yeah, he's got to be comfortable. He's got to be, you know. You know. <laughs> it's June in Colorado. It can get a little get a little hot. I did keep yeah. thinking about that of like how fucking hot it must have been in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that crossed my mind as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus he had like three huge guns in there too. So, you know. Yeah, I mean just everything about what he was doing seemed I was like that has to generate a lot of heat and also like no oxygen like you're in an oxygen kind of fast I would feel like. Yeah, yeah. In that tiny space with all that equipment just like I don't know. It seemed so I'm glad he had an air conditioner. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, keep it going. I, I love um, that he even thought, because, you know, he, when he built the Killdozer, there was no windows, uh, obviously. So he instead installed cameras. Uh, and then to protect the cameras, he covered them with bulletproof Lexan. And then he actually took the extra step to install uh, air hoses to blow the dust off of the Lexan so he could continue driving the thing through stuff. So even when the entire bulldozer is covered with dust, he can still see where he's going. Fucking genius. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ingenuity to appreciate here, yeah. which is, I feel bad <laughs> saying, but yeah. it is yeah. worth appreciating. Am I... Am I correct in understanding nobody got hurt or died? Yeah. No, uh, the only person that got hurt was a, after it was all said and done, a police officer stuck their head inside the newspaper office and a brick fell on his head, uh, but he was fine. <laughs> that's the only, oh besides Marv blowing his skull off, that's the only injury right. was, uh, was... Well, that one's fine. We're all yeah, fine with yeah. that Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that one... Well, you know what was... Here's what I was thinking, is like, even if he... Because I, I obviously Marv had no way to know whether or not he had you know killed people. Uh, right. Uh, even if even if they had taken him alive, I think he'd be out of jail. If he if he you know didn't die of old age, he'd be out of jail by now. I That's think. what Alex said. Yeah. I, He's got. Think he so. Like, even even though he was now. like. Yeah. No, shooting rifles at he, officers he just and did stuff? A, no criminal. He just did a bunch of property damage. Yeah, he, he did $7 million worth of property damage. But like attempted murder? I mean, no no previous criminal record. He could have pled out. I'm saying like he would have done a bunch of time, yeah, but he'd be out if, by now. Like 16 years? Totally. He'd be, he would have been out five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He didn't have to, you know, but, mm -hmm. but again, his, you know, his legacy wouldn't, you know, uh, it, it wouldn't have uh, spun off into this like right wing, you know. Yeah, it's like <laughs> if we could talk to him now, he would have proven himself to be unworthy of, you know, whatever so worship he's boring. Gotten. Such a yeah. boring man. <laughs> it's like if you just, yeah. Can I listen to two and a half hours of that guy talking? And at the end of it, I was just like, I. Oh, so this is so boring for 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 how spectacularly his life ended. Everything yeah. leading up to it was just just uh, uh, you know uh, tenuous sewage <laughs> problems. It was problems yeah. with pi pipes. And, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. zoning ordinances. That, that, <laughs> that's what I mean. It was kind of a. It's kind of a hard. You know, the documentary itself. Uh, it's why I'm surprised they didn't. You know, go into whatever the alt-right implications of, of Marv and stuff, because the actual, like, things leading up to the to the rampage are kind of like, I don't know, they're sort of boring. 
you know, like they're, yeah, I mean they're objectively boring, hard to follow. I couldn't follow it. I I I got as far as understanding that it was about pipes that needed to get brought like connected to the building, and he right right. It was too expensive. But then the guy who bought the building did it in a day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Again, that's one of those things where it's like, Marv, if you had just done the thing, you, you know. Yeah. And similarly. Marv to seemed the, to have a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And similarly to the townspeople, I would say, if you had just done, you know, just just let Marv do one little thing or whatever. They kind of let him get away with it for a really long time, though, don't they? Like, he's in that building for like eight years before they're like hey <laughs> we told you this has to connect and you like haven't yeah you're yeah. In trouble. yeah yeah no that's true <laughs> yeah so he's like so mad but he got away with it for such a long they're, they're like we gave you so much time to get this yeah. money so i don't know yeah what's going on yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Everything leading up to everything leading up to that moment, yeah. Because there's like the easement. There's all uh, where they. I mean, easement. Even easement being in a documentary is like shut my brain off. Yeah. Like, right, know. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, they they bought like a little piece of property just to block him from doing what he wanted to do. You know, or whatever. Yeah. According to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Uh, uh, I'm glad it doesn't, I, I would have liked to have seen sort of like a documentary version of understanding the cultural, uh, you know, ripples that this guy has caused. Yeah. But I do, I do like that it doesn't, I, I just really like how objective this movie yeah. was. Yeah, that was no, just that's like, true. Because if they bring it up at all, you're, you're, there's kind of no way to talk about that without taking a side or... I mean, if you don't take a side on like Nazis loving something, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that I, I think that was just my expectation going in for the. I just assumed that's what sure. the documentary was going to be about, and then when it was just like just the facts, ma'am, kind of a thing. I, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I was just uh, I was like I was ready to talk about one thing, and then I when, mean, yeah. Let's talk about the filmmaking because they had to build one of these. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the. Like, I was thinking about the, the the big scene where it gets revealed and it like blows through a wall. Un- un- unbelievable. <laughs> it's and, so good. Yeah. It's like n- no one had footage of that, right? No. Right. <laughs> well, in 2004, you barely had phone cameras with phone uh, you know phones with yeah. cameras on them yeah yeah like it was it was still like point and shoot bullshit or like the one guy that one cop that was like yeah i don't know everyone was doing stuff so i just like got my camcorder yeah <laughs> i was like man what a time in history yeah. yeah but so that means a lot of the stuff that you're shown like for a documentary this did have a lot of good sort of pieces of media to use i think like, yeah just imagine tapes, just imagine if he had waited four years to do this. Yeah. <laughs> if he had done yeah. this in 2008, how much more footage there would be. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> it would be because uh, 2008, you got you know, Facebook full on, YouTube full on. Fucking, iPhones? Uh, iPhones. Yeah, definitely. I think iPhones came out in like 06. Like, yeah, you'd have, yeah, you, you would have uh, every <laughs> angle of this. Uh <laughs> 
And yeah, I and the at the end of the rampage, they talk about how they immediately like disassemble the bulldozer and like break it down for scrap and stuff. And I'm thinking, dude, if this happened in 2008, there's there's no you know somebody some really rich person would have bought this thing and turned it into some kind of museum or you know something. Yeah, take I don't I don't like the guy in the end when he's like one of the Thompson guys and he's like, we should have kept it. It would have made so much money for our town. It's like, what are you talking about? Well, I people. There would be tourism for it. It would I be guess. it would be me once <laughs> I would go because right because at the end of it I didn't actually know what befell of the bull of the killdozer itself and then when I found out they broke it down for scrap there was part of me that was kind of like damn I would have liked to have seen it <laughs> you know yeah yeah I mean well maybe the movie one exists somewhere yeah um, yeah potentially <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but there, there's so much. <clears throat> footage of the very beginning of the rampage that I think the filmmaker just had to make. Yes. Yeah, like, that's right. It's very impressive. It's very, and the, the actor, or is it the real guy pretending to be the, the garbage company guy? Oh, who's like an old man who's like, Oh no, where he gets he, the like, pistol. He's it. shooting a yeah. fucking pea shooter and a killdozer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weirdo. Um, but like, it's just an impressive amount of like, like reenactments are usually so fucking corny and annoying. Yeah. In these documentaries. And this was like, this filmmaker, I think is like a horror nerd. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Who's like, who's like, I Googled him a little bit and he's like, you know, Eli Roth protege type. Uh huh. And, uh, I feel like it really shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This reenactment is like, Oh, this reenactment is good. Like oh. I'm invested. I guess I didn't think about it that much, but yeah, it's like that when he goes to that the cement place first, right? Yeah, like that yeah. all has to basically be reenactments. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they have like I think they have like one still or something of like a deputy holding a shotgun yeah, like yeah. in front of it or yeah. something. But other than that, it's yeah, it's all reenactments. Man. And it cuz <laughs> it like the buildings that they get that they that they built Look like the buildings that got torn down. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one. I wonder where they did it too. Yeah, well, like in the town, re-traumatizing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so some of it was some of it was CGI. You know, you you can kind of tell uh, that, like when the bull when the bulldozer is actually like moving around and stuff. A lot of it was was done with CGI, but uh, they they. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, well, it's like I said, it's extremely well done. Yeah. Uh, you know, the some the only times that I really noticed the CGI is when you know it's actually knocking shit down and the debris that's falling. You can kind of see it's at mm. like a different frame rate or whatever. It's it's yeah. kind of kind of you know unsolved mysteries in the 90s a little bit i guess but uh <laughs> but uh yeah it's extremely well done and that's why i said like the obviously they haven't uh this movie just came out and i, I guess they haven't uh you know gotten to do a deal with netflix or whatever but i swear to god if th- this is gonna be a big movie when it, when it finally comes to streaming i think yeah i hope so i mean it's really it's it's really interesting and it's really well done yeah 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 it definitely has that the type of thing that does well on netflix in that it's like 
a lot of <laughs> material straight from the mouth of the uh, yeah of the subject. Yeah, it's very Ted Bundy uh, confession tapes, where it's like you just have hours of this fucking yeah. Maniac. There's yeah. like that, <laughs> like you know, like uh, there's some making a murderer yes, in there. Very, very, some very kind of that. the Jinx type stuff. Yeah, it's t- it's got Tiger yeah. King too. It's, it's got, got a, Tiger a guy King, with yeah. just limitless fucking rage. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except he's boring. He's Joe boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that is who he is. Yeah. Yeah, just the most normal man. It is very funny when they start kind of showing photos of the stuff that was found in his shed, and it's like a Bill O'Reilly book and like a yep. lot of like notes of encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> <for himself. laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of you know successful people like do just take what they need <laughs> or whatever yeah yeah he yeah well and then there's all oh god there's that one part of the tape where he goes uh where he's talking about like the reasons that you know god has decided that he you know has chosen him for this mission and he's just like he's like and i realized this is why god never gave me a family is so i could do this mission <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, funny. it is really. Uh, yeah, you had the Australian really lady out. and you ran her off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she liked you. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah, Marvin, you're spending too much time in the fucking hot tub. <laughs> Can't deal with it. Go to leave. <laughs> the like, sort of surprisingly uh, beautiful, like sixty-year-old woman. Yeah. yeah. It's like I Marv. <laughs> you gotta stick with her. Yeah, she's nice. Can't see the forest for the bulldozers. <laughs> <laughs> Why was this Australian lady in this town? That's, That's what a, I, I, I like, did have that question, yeah. dude. Australians go everywhere. That's true. That's <laughs> true. That is very true. You can't get rid like, of them. <laughs> I don't know what it. I don't know. I don't know much about like Australian culture except that it seems like they. They like really travel places that you wouldn't think of, and and yeah. move move there a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, and it's cool. I don't it, know why they do it. Well, it's, it's uh, cool. two two reasons. One, they're very isolated. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of you know they're just kind of down there in the Pacific, just kind of sure, chilling. So I, I, island islander stuff. Yeah, it's islander stuff. Uh, it's a huge country, but the middle part of the country. Uh, you know, not not that Americans relate to this in any way. Uh, there's nothing in the middle, uh, yeah. <laughs> except not yeah. you know in in an America's case. When I say there's nothing in the middle, it's just like oh, this is you know Chicago or whatever. Like there's still some towns in Australia. Right. There is fucking nothing in the middle. It's a giant it's desert. Yeah. It's a desert, like a hot uh, you know. It's essentially the Sahara. Uh, and so, but also if. The one thing I know, just because uh, you know, doing the tour guide gig, uh, having interacted, yeah, you you experience the most Australians of ever anyone I've ever met. I, I they they go, they are the most well traveled people imaginable, yeah. and part of the reason is the way their uh you know their labor system is set up. If you hire somebody to work for you in Australia, whether that's McDonald's or to be the CEO of Google Australia. You have to, uh, you have to guarantee. I think it's four weeks paid vacation total, and so every Aussie that gets <laughs> gets a month paid every year to go do whatever the fuck they want. And so you will literally have conversations with Australians where they'll say shit like, uh, "Ah, yeah, you know, we just kind of ended up in California. Like we originally we were going to go to Tokyo, uh, but her mother wanted to go to Disney, so we decided, yeah, we'll go to Disney. We'll go to Tokyo next year." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> 
cool. I have to save for seven years if I want to do something. <laughs> yeah. like that. Right, and that's what I tell them. I, I want to go somewhere that far away. <laughs> I would, I would tell these people, like, they'd be like, "Yeah, you know, have you ever been to Australia?" I'm like, "No, I don't, I've always wanted to go. It seems beautiful." <laughs> uh, and they're like, "Oh, where do you go on vacation?" I'm like, "I've literally never been paid. I've Maybe never had an hour away I, from I, here. I have <laughs> literally never had paid time off." yeah until until this moment until this is my paid time off (laughs) coronavirus fucking yes an extra 600 bucks a week for unemployment and sit on my ass (laughs) to not get a disease that is that i've earned my goddamn time off because this is it like i i have pto and i had it at film la but it's also like i'm not just gonna you i mean we only get what like a week or two weeks of it like yeah i'm not just gonna like fucking use it and fly somewhere like (laughs) yeah yeah first off like it's it's like i try to just hoard it so i can get a chunk of change when i quit the job Uh uh-huh yeah i would say that's what i did at at my job yeah and also like i mean I, i think they just they get paid a lot more for Lower level jobs relative to cost of living. Fuck yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of like, I don't know, I kind of have like a vague idea that I'd like to visit Japan before I'm forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah we, we, we were gonna go this year. We'll go next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> God, but but yeah, like you, I, I would have these Aussie families where like their seventeen year old kid, they're like, oh yeah, Brandon works at Macca's, uh, which is what they call McDonald's. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, oh yeah, oh that's cool, man. I worked in fast food. How's that going? He's just like he's like ah, it's great. I'm I'm getting paid to be here right now. I'm like fuck you. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Punch him. <laughs> Let's uh, pull, sorry, pull the van so over. Let's fight. <laughs> yeah, but that's why. Yeah, you're right. The Aussies get around, and it's because yeah, they get they get uh, they get a nice chunk of time paid time off and uh the flights out of there you know Qantas, i think they they kind of fly everywhere and they make the flights cheap so every aussie's got a passport and they all go places it's not like here you know (laughs) yeah most people i feel like most people it's too strong of a statement i don't know the facts on this but i do feel like a lot of people do not have a passport oh Um, i I actually know the number it's about uh one in four americans only about 25 percent of americans have a passport that's not very many. No, yeah. it's fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. At least go to Canada, for fuck's sake. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> it's really close, and it's nice, especially this time of year. It's beautiful. Oh, man, I would really love to see the Canada not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My only experiences of Canada were dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay. Uh do you guys have any other notes about the movie that you want to talk about or any any angles you want to come at this from <laughs> uh no i uh it's a pretty it's a pretty like an- anti for how much this guy at one point was like marv is like you know i love the free market and i love like the system yeah the, the story ends up feeling not Super pro capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> no, he Seems destroys like the bank. Breaks him. Yeah, maybe? He destroys the bank, <laughs> and then the city hall. The way he destroys the city hall is maybe the best part because he just keeps running it over. Like he absolutely reduces <laughs> city hall to rubble. Like he ripped the faces off of like the newspaper and the bank, but he he ran over city hall several times. They really try to build this like part of the story where he's gonna kill children or like 
Yeah, yeah. There's there's an implication. I don't know. I just they got out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Know. Like it, I feel like it, that there is like an angle that is trying to be made there, and that's probably the perception of people that felt persecuted by the bulldozer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, he's moving three miles an hour down right. the street. It's like yeah, it's very Austin. Yeah, it's, it got some. Yeah, it's, it's Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Yeah, it's it's yeah, the guy standing time. in front of it, it's the guy standing in front of the steamroller, just going <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> and Austin Powers is just like waving his hand like move 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 yeah. and he's just he's all the way across the room no yeah. so exactly. you know yeah. you got time it's yeah. you know uh, yeah yeah it, it's hard to I don't know I, I know it's not good but no. it's hard for me to like be it just doesn't feel like he was I don't know I get the I mean this is totally based on just like a feeling so I don't know if it's true at all or no one will ever know if it's true but doesn't totally feel like he wants to kill anybody yeah like it, it feels to me like the gun is to scare people off yeah because he can't aim it it's yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's out of a port it's literally just a except there is they show him looking through the scope in the thing and it's like that yeah. scope is facing a wall <laughs> yeah <know>. yeah <laughs> the the only thing i will say is that this would probably be a completely different discussion if he had actually shot the propane tanks with the incendiary bullets. Yes. Because yeah. that's the one thing where I'm like, okay, that that <laughs> that part could have fucked that's some bad. shit up. Yeah. Uh, Don't do that. And he specifically loaded those things with incendiary bullets. Like that was his plan was yeah, to blow up true. the propane tanks. And he did try to do that pretty objectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as <laughs> as dramatic as everything he did was, you would that would ramp it up t- to a factor of you know a hundred if he had actually right. exploded that propane <laughs> facility. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but everything else. Yeah. I mean, that does actually. That, that I kind of forgot about that part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the only reason he like, didn't, uh, you know, is because he got uh, some. I guess some debris had kind of like messed up the claw on the back. So at one point, he's yeah. just shooting his own killdozer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was what he was trying to do, though. Is and he ended up hitting. Uh, I think he blew up a couple of like transformer boxes and stuff like that, but he sure. didn't actually hit a propane tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other, everything else he did, it's like it doesn't feel like it's gonna kill anybody. It's not safe and it's not good. No, but it's like you can. He left a list behind, so like. <laughs> yeah, well, and and I think there's an there's enough uh, there's enough corroborating evidence to support the fact that he left the list behind specifically for that reason. You yeah, know. to be like, hey, here's hope Here, you can make sense of this. Yeah, well, not, not even just that, but just like, okay, the the killdozer of justice will be coming to the following locations. <laughs> Move your stupid asses, because this is this is what yeah. I'm gonna do to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he wanted to hurt people's livelihoods and like, yeah, yeah, which he did. It, and there and there's something that they don't, you know, they don't even really go into in the documentary that a couple of the podcasts that I listened to did, which is a lot of those stores. They just they were done after that, obviously. They, right. Because insurance does not cover a killdozer a lot of Why times. <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> insurance companies look at a killdozer and they're like, that's not an act of God. That's an act of Marv. We can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
progressive. Marv would argue that it is an act of God. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, Marv, yeah, it is. It is directly an act of God. What are you talking about? Yeah. Marv said that because his yard, he didn't sell the killdozer at the yard sale. That would be so funny if that was like actually litigated (laughs) and using the tapes. Uh uh uh. uh, Marv said it was. Look, uh uh. Look, Marv is the hand of God. He said so himself. (laughs) It is. Yeah, there is that twisted, that crazy logic of like, nobody bought my killdozer, so I meant to use it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, no one is going to buy the thing that no one has a use for. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a good price. It's a good price on a thing no No one one needs. needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they clearly... the good price thing I was thinking about that with the the property that sent him into this rage in the first place too, where it's like, yeah, dude, that's why it was thirty five thousand dollars or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it didn't connect to the sewage line, so it was cheap because uh-huh. you have to pour money into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and then he, you know, he ended up like getting an opportunity to sell it for what? What was it? Four hundred thousand dollars. It's like, yeah, that's that's chalk it up to a win, Marv. <laughs> that is yeah. what he sold it for, right? Yeah. Four hundred thousand. Yeah. 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 But then I guess he was saying like uh, he was like they lied to me, so I'm gonna lie to them and live in my shed and build a killdozer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do y'all know Boy. about the movie Killdozer? By the way. No. no. Is it about this? Oh no 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 no! It's a movie oh, from the okay. er- it's a movie from the early seventies about a bulldozer that gets possessed by Martians and goes on a on a rampage. Oh, oh that's similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. Depends on your version of God. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where the you know the term killdozer comes from comes from that uh, that piece of film. Okay, yeah. cinema, cinema. Even. Yeah, <laughs> yes. cinema. Yes. yes. Cinema. <laughs> that's interesting um okay well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this was always was a, this was always oh, a suicide mission right there Hell was no yeah. there was no yeah. version where he comes out alive oh yeah well that's why he said you know he's like this is why uh god decided not to give me a family oh right yeah um <laughs> i have i have a question um yeah. so the police couldn't get in for like 10 hours uh and that's very funny to me um yeah but uh how did he like how come they could never find a door did he weld himself inside there was no door uh so you remember when he said inside the shed there was the lift like that they used to lift engines out of cars Oh, yes. So what he did was he built the entire, sh- what they call the shroud, you know, the giant, yeah. you know, armored plating. The thing that covered it, yeah. Yeah, so he he built that and then lifted, you know, he sits in the dozer and then lifted the entire thing on top of himself. You know what I mean? Like, so it was like a separate piece almost. And then on the day of, you know, he, he built it around the bulldozer and then lifted it up, got in. And then lifted it down, oh. just just like a camper top on like a pickup or something. How did that's is insane that remote control? because it couldn't. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was no door. I mean, oh, they, so there was he. This was, this was a tomb. This, this was, was it. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, this was it. Yeah, and he was gonna die in there either way. Yeah. Although I feel like if they had just worked on that air conditioning unit enough at the roof, that they probably could have gotten in through there eventually. Yeah, it does feel surprising that they never that they couldn't. I mean, they must have tried that. I can't imagine for ten hours they weren't trying that. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, it I just seems like that, they've never seen imagine. Star Wars because it's the same weakness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is the exhaust port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Marv was busy watching a man apart. He didn't have time for a new hope, okay? <laughs> there was the no more hope. The exhaust port was never his even his downfall. <laughs> yeah, no. No. It was just a basement was his downfall. God damn, yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that he didn't, you know, he the he, he should have had, yeah, he should have had a little reserve tank of antifreeze in there somewhere. If but. only they had seen it, they would have known that they could have char- started a chain reaction of explosions to the reactor core. <laughs> they could have done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, do you guys want to uh, uh, sum sum it up? Uh, yes. Give sure. it our sum up. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rivers, do you want to go first? Yeah. Well, so normally, you know, we, we do this as a couple of sentences. Um, yes. I would instead like to sum this up with a, uh, a poem by, uh, uh, Sir William Blake, uh, from, uh, from, <laughs> Uh, and this is this is a poem called "If You Must a, a Poison Tree." And just tell me if you you know this sounds at all Marvy to you. <clears throat> this is again this is like from the 1700s. I was angry with my friend. I told my wrath. My wrath did end. I was angry with my foe. I told it not. My wrath did grow. And I watered it in fears, night and morning, with my tears. And I sunned it with smiles and with soft, deceitful wiles. And it grew both day and night until it bore an apple bright. And my foe beheld it shine, and he knew that it was mine. And into my garden stole when the night had veiled the pole. And in the morning, glad I see my foe outstretched beneath the tree. You know, it's a, it's, and it's, as I was watching this, I just couldn't help but think of the poison tree. Was that written by Fred Durst's literary brother? <laughs> no, William Blake. <laughs> William Blake. And William Durst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen, uh, you've seen Red Dragon, right? Uh, the, the Silence of the Lambs. No, I've not. Well, the, the big killer has a, a dragon tattooed on his back. That was done by William Blake. William Blake fucking rules. But uh, but this is a, it's a poem about uh, it's a poem about anger and about undiagnosed rage yeah. uh, turning yeah. into a murder. And in this case, instead of a poison apple, it's it's a fucking killdozer. Yeah. Uh, so sure. anyway, I've been in a I've been doing poetry on the on the goods recently because I'm losing uh-huh. my mind. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I uh, well, just want you to know if you if i asked you what this movie was about at a party and you read that poem (laughs) (laughs) like okay well yeah i have to go but i will say you know that last line in the morning glad i see my my foe outstretched beneath the tree i think that's uh that's marv he he was looking at that town you know and he just saw the rubble that was it yeah and that was all he wanted (laughs) so there it is okay uh luke it is about a municipal disagreement that escalates. 
Yes, yeah. that is. That's, that's, like that, that's like that Twitter thing. It's like, describe your oh, favorite yeah. movie oh, yeah. in the most boring way possible. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a movie about easement uh, uh, and property rights. Uh, that has a little twist at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little one. Yeah, um, yeah okay. I'd say uh, the this movie, Tread, is about how... Uh, white guys filled with rage should terrify you. Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> Is there a reason? Do you think that? They should be taken quite seriously. <laughs> That is, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, it's like if somebody on a fishing trip mentions, you know, I'd like to get a bulldozer and just bulldoze the town. Yeah, you know, maybe give it a second look over. Yeah. It is weird, though, because we, you know, specifically us operate in this community of comedians who like say hyperbolic violent things all the time Ooh, this is a great game who's gonna have the killdozer let's see uh (laughs) (laughs) so it's just kind of it, it just yeah it's like it makes you think about that it's like what are that's weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are the people in my life capable of <laughs> yeah did did you uh i, I should have uh, brought this up earlier um did you know uh did you read the story about the other uh bulldozer recently uh, I, I was not aware of any more bulldozers in, in, in culture <laughs> yeah so uh this was uh march uh oh may when the hell did it happen? Okay, yeah. Uh, One of the months this year? June. Oh, okay, yeah, June 5th. June 5th of this year. So uh, this would be almost exact. Wow. Almost exactly uh, six years to, or, uh, or 16 years rather, to the day of Marv's Rampage. Uh, June 5th, okay. 2020. A guy in, uh, uh, where the hell was it? Uh, Murray, Nebraska, a guy named Chad Feeson, uh, stole a 2016 cat model 963K bulldozer from the Graham Construction Company's road project. And, uh, he drove it. His plan was to drive 27 miles to Omaha. Nebraska to deliver a message about media inaccuracies to the BLM protesters in Omaha. Uh, and he retrofitted his bulldozer, you know, cause Marv, Marv was the real deal. Marv welded that shit. Right. This guy took a bunch of stumps and attached them to the, to the bulldozer. Uh, great, great plan. <laughs> and, uh, was immediately apprehended. Uh, <laughs> He, no, I, I you think, can't do this. <laughs> I think, I think he made it. You know, maybe four miles outside of town, if that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm showing Luke a picture here. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you showed me this. Yeah, I've showed, yeah, I've yeah. showed Luke this, and uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send you the picture after we hang up, Monica, because it is fucking hilarious. But yeah, he covered his bulldozer <laughs> with uh, with stumps uh, because Great. he believed uh, that he was part of what's called the Trump bulldozer prophecy. Uh, which is a thing in no <laughs> is a thing in in 2013. Some like Christian television show. There was like a woman who called in to share her prophetic dream about a bulldozer crashing through the White House. Uh, and this is 2013. And so now all so these he was like anti-Trump gonna 
uh, no. attack him? Uh, it's it's up for debate. He was absolutely crazy. He believed he was the uh, reincarnation of uh, the uh, King Nebuchadnezzar uh, from the oh Bible. My God. Uh, oh, fuck off. It's a whole thing. We, we, we did a whole <laughs> segment of it on the podcast, and I actually have that little segment on our YouTube, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put that up on my Twitter so people can see it when this drops because it's fucking yeah. crazy. Uh, but basically, yeah, this guy, uh, yeah, six, almost 16 years to the day, uh, did his own bulldozer rampage, but not nearly as effective. He got, uh, he, and the best little part, right, is he's kind of like a weird, you know, uh, like Reddit guy, and a lot of his posts are about, uh, because his name is Chad, and so he's obsessed with <laughs> he's obsessed with like the Chad Virgin memes or whatever, and so yeah. he has a lot of those. And because uh, Chad is the hot guy in those memes, right, right. So he thinks that he is the Chad uh, because he is in fact Chad, and uh, he got arrested. Uh, guess where he got arrested? Uh, in a soybean field. <laughs> he got arrested in a soy field. Soy boy. <laughs> So, <laughs> too too funny too funny so the point is you, for some reason bulldozers and crazy people just go in hand in hand i don't know i don't know what it is god what was his because like okay well i don't know what to make of that like was his plan to run over the protesters or I, no one knows no one really knows i read his whole facebook uh and i actually found his <laughs> I found his. You <laughs> let so much poison into your mind. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I, I, I also found his secret Facebook and read that too. Uh, and what? <laughs> I found all of his mug shots. Okay, uh, here's my new theory: is that Rivers is eventually going to read a manifesto that fucking breaks him, and he's going to be the killdozer. <laughs> One of them is going to break through to him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but my point is he kept saying in all of his status updates he kept using this phrase trump bulldozer prophecy is me Bar trump bulldozer bible prophecy has not even gotten started yet bulldozer prophecy is me usa is about to have a wild card in the race the hanging chad is here i broke epstein's neck like he was saying all this crazy shit for fucking years and then people are like wait why did he get a bulldozer it's like read his facebook he was talking about it for a full year yeah so anyway uh <laughs> i don't know yikes that's crazy i mean yeah I, I feel like i've seen friends lose their minds on facebook not quite to you know obviously not to this degree no, but there is like a there is like a thing where you're just like, what do I, I barely know this guy, but I see this happening. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we, we mentioned this on the, on the podcast last week, me and Sam were talking about this, where it'll be like, you do a show somewhere, you add a guy on, uh, on Facebook or a yeah. comic on Facebook. And then like, you know, six years later, you just watch them have the fucking crazy meltdown that you can just yeah. sort of watch comfortably, not unlike the townspeople, uh, you can sort of watch comfortably from a hillside <laughs> as In this... Eugene shorts. Yeah, as, <laughs> as this, you know, mental killdozer goes on his rampage. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's fun till it isn't. I right, think. right. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, well part, of, part of the fun for me and why I, I, this documentary appealed to me so much was going through... You know, like I like whenever, you know, if, if someone has their breakdown on Facebook going on the, you know, going on the path of trying to find where they broke. Exactly. Well, yeah. Because there's like this very. It is interesting. Yeah. Well, it could, it, you know, very similar to this documentary. All politics are local. 
you know? And right. like the thing I always uh, mentioned, there's this, it, there's this woman in the LA slash Orange County comedy scene who is like completely, you know, Trump nuts, like shows up with the MAGA hat, gets in fights with people and uh, online. She's, you know, she's out of her mind. I did a deep dive on her Facebook and found out that her husband who was Hispanic left her. And that's when she became a Trump person where she was like, oh, close the borders. Oh. And it's because her Mexican <laughs> husband here. divorced her. And yeah. you're like, fucking, of course. So it's like, you know, ascribing some huge, like, you know, political message to Marv is as stupid as her being like, right. this is an insult. And you're like, dude, you're just mad because this simple thing happened. To you. Yeah. A yeah. simple thing happened and you feel slighted and you don't know how to process it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. So anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Well, did great you job, do guys. Years? Did you <laughs> do you year say? Oh, summer? did I? Oh, yeah, I said that uh, white white guys filled with rage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, did. you should be afraid. Yeah. Um, it's not quite white rage because I think that's reserved for men with masks who won't who won't wear their masks in Costco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. that describes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's more that's more juvenile. You know, this is a very this is such an adult rage because it's about bureaucracy and it's a more mature rage it's, it's a more mature stupid it's rage it's not it's not a it's not a flashpoint moment no this is an entire year in a garage welding a killdozer together yeah 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 those yeah. assholes in the in the flak jackets and the hawaiian shirts they do not have this type of dedication yeah. you you are not allowed to have marv as a hero until you take some welding classes <laughs> it is also i mean that is a compelling point about the whole thing is like alone for a year. I, I genuinely don't know how you sustain this rage. Yeah. 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 Like I, I, I don't, I can't imagine carrying about something for a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it changes from week to week what I care about. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Um, okay. Well, uh, hey, Rivers, where can people find you if they can't get enough? Oh, Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley. And uh, check out uh, the YouTube channel for The Goods from the Woods, youtube.com slash The Goods Pod, to find out more about the 2020 uh, Killdozer, uh, you know, <laughs> never was. Sure. And Luke? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Luke F. Jensen. Okay, I'm Mighty Monica. It's Monica with a K. And thank you guys so much for listening. Don't get used to these uh, weekly podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.